The Devils got handed their first loss of the season, and quite honestly, it didn't even look like they cared. I get we're dealing with a lot of injuries, but you got to come out with uh, more sense of urgency than that. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer Trey Matthews, and it's currently 10.53 p.m. Eastern Time, October 21st, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, before I give the recap of the New Jersey Devils and my overall opinion, let me just say it was a complete honor to have some Buffalo Buttes organizational members come on to this show and just basically talk about their hockey backgrounds, their hockey careers. So I spoke to a current Buffalo Buttes player. She's a goalie. I talked to their general manager. I talked to two former uh, Buffalo Buttes who are also alum of my college. So uh, it was a great discussion. It was my longest episode ever. So go show that episode some love. I posted it yesterday. And like I said, longest episode ever, but still totally worth it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, let's get back to the topic of the New Jersey Devils because I am no longer locked on Buttes. I am now locked on Devils once again. So uh, the Devils, we lost our first game of the year against the Washington Capitals by a score of 4-1. to one. Now, before we talk about the game, I guess for this segment, I'm going to be talking about some pregame stuff because I didn't get the chance to do so uh, in the last episode because, like I said, uh, I had the Buffalo Buttes organizational members come on and basically just, um, you know, have an open hockey discussion. So didn't really get the chance to talk pregame with you guys and talk about my overall opinions on the lineup changes. I didn't give a full update on Jack Hughes, and we have some more injuries to discuss. And I'm going to discuss my overall concerns for the New Jersey Devils or, you know, lack of concerns, whatever the case might be. So let's get into that right now. So at the time of yesterday's recording, I did not have an update on Jack Hughes. Uh, The Devils were basically saying they would have something later in the day a couple days ago. However, uh, the evening went by and we still had nothing. But finally, I'd say like mid-morning or so, we finally got a a word of how severe Jack Hughes' shoulder injury was. Apparently, he dislocated his shoulder like I suspected. I said that a couple episodes ago. I said, based on how he was favoring his shoulder, not letting go of it, but, you know, he was able to skate away. I said, it's probably a shoulder dislocation. Hopefully, he will not need surgery. I also told you guys in yesterday's episode briefly that I saw a fan's video of them at the game, and they saw Jack Hughes go into the tunnel, and it looked like he punched something. I don't know if it was like a garbage can or the wall. Wherever the case might be, he yelled the F word. So, you know, he knew uh, it wasn't really that good but uh you know I guess we got some good news but it's kind of bittersweet news because at the same time you don't really want to hear an injury to one of your best players right now at this point in the season so uh Jack Hughes did dislocate his shoulder but the good news is he is that he does not need surgery so that's always good to hear however the sort of bad news is that we still don't have a definitive timeline as to when he could potentially return so he's going to get reevaluated in one week now when they say reevaluate I don't think that means like uh, before a game they're going to see if he's ready to go and then he's back in the lineup and you know everything goes back to normal I think they're gonna reevaluate him see how long he'll potentially need before he um, you know gets back onto the ice and that could take a few weeks so uh, we might not see Jack Hughes quite honestly for the rest of October and maybe half of November quite honestly
honestly, like I said, cannot confirm nor deny anything, but based on how this is going and based on the history of the New Jersey Devils, remember how they handled Nico Heizer's injury severity last season when they said it wasn't a big deal, but then Nico Heizer misses like two-thirds of the year, so hopefully it's not the same uh, kind of scenario for Jack Hughes, but just saying like he will be reevaluated in one week, but I anticipate that he's going to miss, like I'd say, if I had to guess, maybe two to three weeks, so it might be a while before we see Jack Hughes back on the rink, and that's just a huge blow for our organization because we anticipated for Jack Hughes to basically just take his game like three steps even further, but you know, I know it's early, I know Jack Hughes has only appeared in two games, but we all see the impact that he's making so far and his trajectory was going all the way up so if if you guys missed the game they brought up this stat saying that Jack Hughes was leading the team in takeaways offensive zone entries and offensive zone possession so you see that kind of impact from Jack Hughes and that was sort of missing in this game against Washington Capitals because based on my perspective it just looked like the New Jersey Devils uh, were just a step behind they looked too anxious they already put themselves behind the eight ball they had this mentality like oh we already lost and they just did not look ready like and and I think period number one and part of period number three kind of showed that they showed some fight in period number two however they just couldn't get anything past Vanacek like they were getting shot after shot but you know it it just didn't translate to goals and that kind of sucks but like I said uh, a couple episodes ago the Washington Capitals were going to be a very good test for uh, the New Jersey Devils because, you know, we played against the Chicago Blackhawks. They're not off to a great start to begin the year. Then the Seattle Kraken, they're still trying to uh, find their identity in this league. And now we play the Washington Capitals, albeit the Washington Capitals haven't advanced out of the first round of the playoffs since their championship run. But still, they're a playoff team, and that's a team you either have to respect or fear. And for us, where we're at currently with our roster structure, we fear the Washington Capitals. And dating back to last season, we've now lost nine straight games to the Washington Capitals like I I believe we played them eight times last year and we didn't win a single game I believe we were able to take it into OT in one game but still that that doesn't translate to two points that translates to a point but still you know I, I would much rather get the win so Uh, Like I said, dating back to last season, I don't know what the total uh, current losing streak is, but I don't remember the last time the New Jersey Devils beat the Washington Capitals, but it's been a while. So we've lost nine straight to this Capitals organization. They always seem to have our number. And like I said, the only, uh, I guess, silver lining is that we were able to get a point in one of those games when we sent it to OT. I remember watching that game, but... You know, it it just seems like the New Jersey Devils, we still cannot figure out the Washington Capitals. Now, thank the Lord, like, the the season is back to normal and we don't have to see them as, you know, frequently as we did last year. But still, you know, like I said, that's a team that we have to prepare for and we need to be at full strength. And unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils, we were behind the eight ball before the puck even dropped because uh, aside from Jack Hughes, Jonathan Bernier went on to the injured list because apparently he has a lower body injury. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is still recovering from his heel surgery. He's still trying to rehab it. I think the good news that Amanda Stein tweeted out saying that um, Mackenzie Blackwood and also another player who I'll talk about in a second were both skating on their own in a morning skate practice. So that's a good sign. And now the other player I was talking about, Ty Smith, he still has not returned to action. Miles Wood still has not returned to action. So we're, we're, we're down like so many key guys 
and we're going against Washington Capitals, a team, like I mentioned, seems to have our number, and it, it just showed. Now, I, I do have some questions for the New Jersey Devils as to how they uh, basically form their lines. I, I, I think there's a few things that I would change up, and you know, I, I did make the argument saying maybe we should bring up Alexander Holtz because we need some sort of firepower. We just need something to motivate us. And you know what? I, I like what I'm seeing from Mercer so far because uh, you know, third straight NHL career game, and he gets another point. And I think the record uh, in the Devils organization is seven straight because uh, Ty Smith was able to get five straight in his uh, first uh, NHL games. But, you know, we'll talk about that a little later. But still, I li- I'm liking what I'm seeing from Mercer because he was able to get an assist this game uh, and get in a goal. Um, albeit, I think it was completely unintentional on his part. So I'm not going to say, like, he had that planned. It looked like he was going for the shot himself. Uh, it got turned away, and it went over to Quokinen, and Quokinen was able to go five-hole on Vanacek. So, you know, at least he got the assist. I'm, I, I, I don't care how he did it. At least he did it. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about Mercer and his impact a little later, uh, and we'll talk more about the game in a moment. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED on to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts and now the second live read comes from rockauto.com so has this ever happened to you guys? With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com, everybody. So uh, we talked about the injuries for the New Jersey Devils, and Lindy Ruff said in an interview, like, injuries suck, but at the same time, he much rather this happen at the beginning of the season versus, like, mid-season or after the season. So I would have to agree with him on that part because we're, we're two and one guys like we weren't going to go 82 and 0 so you know it, our, our first loss was bound to come and now our next matchup will actually be against the Sabres who actually are off to a pretty decent start because I remember last season in which they lost like what like 18 or 20 straight games and they uh, just recently beat the Vancouver Canucks by a score of 5 to 2 so uh, the Sabres are 3 and 0 and hopefully we can
could give them their first loss of the season. But then again, last season, we made the Sabres look way better than they uh, actually were. And I think like almost half of their wins came against the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but still just just putting that out there. So when, when, when we're looking at the lines that went out against the Washington Capitals, so he, here they are. So the top line was Zaka, Heijer, and Brat. You know, no surprise. I, I guess, you know, if it ain't broke on that line, don't fix it. Then Sharon Govich, McLeod, and Kwokinen. That's the line I kind of have a question about. Janssen, Mercer, and Tatar. And then to round out our fourth line, we have Gearsting, Gauthier, VC. And then for our defensive pairings, we have Graves, Hamilton, Siegenthaler, Subban, Severson, and Yaros. And then our two goalies were Wedgwood and Dawes. I will talk about that in a second because when we brought up Dawes, I knew something was wrong in our organization. Now, uh, the thing about our uh, forward pairing. So, I know McLeod has been skating well the past couple of days for the New Jersey Devils, but the thing is, is like, why are we putting him in the top six? Like, shouldn't we put Mercer in the top six? Maybe we just need more firepower on our bottom six. Maybe I'm just too high on Mercer right now because, you know, I was kind of high on him when he was doing well in our scrimmages and you know he was putting up pretty good numbers and also in our prospects camp whatever the case might be but I just feel as though you know for a team uh, like the Washington Capitals we need all the firepower like we, we need to come out of the gates like guns blazing because I don't know what you guys saw but I just saw a lackadaisical devil's team like it, it just seemed like we got down on ourselves as soon as we let up that first goal within the first five minute frame and we're trailing one to nothing and then they get another goal on a nice rebound from Orlov and you know uh Orlov was just in the right place at the right possible time and that was just bad luck for the New Jersey Devils but still I just saw the New Jersey Devils put their heads down and just say we're out we're done and I I just saw no fight back and, and until it was too little too late until we got that power play goal and luckily we were able to get it within the final like 19 or so seconds of that respective power play in the third period but it was just like you know that's you you can't just all of a sudden flip a switch in the third period and just say okay let's try to make a comeback no you got to make that comeback in the first period because you know like a team like the capitals they, they show no mercy on your organization so you need to come out the gate strong so i feel as though for our second line put mercer on the second line because am i a little high on mercer right now yes but at the same time i don't think he's all hype i think mercer is the real deal and quite honestly, guys, I, I, I'm perfectly fine with putting Mercer on the top six and moving uh, McLeod back into our bottom six because, like I said, McLeod has been holding his own. Like, you know, he, he's been skating well. Uh, you know, people have tweeted that out, and so that kind of backs up my claim. But still, it's just like I, I feel as though I'm more comfortable putting Mercer on the second line just, just because I think he would bond so well with Quokinen and Sharon Govich. Like, he was on the assist uh, for the Quokinen goal. Like I said, it was inadvertent, and it was completely unintentional but still you know he got he, he was able to you know get the assist and then you know uh, I, I'm liking the firepower from Janssen and Tatar but it, I don't know I, I just feel as though you know with what we had right now we kind of needed all the help we could potentially get and unfortunately when you're missing Miles Wood who, who we all know uh, put up very good production for the New Jersey Devils last season uh, I, I believe he was tops on our team in points along with Pavel Zaka and then you know we're missing Jack Hughes who is arguably one of our best players I think you can make the argument for either him or Dougie Hamilton as being 
our go-to guys and then you know when you're missing your starting goalie and not only that but your backup goalie I, I know that could be a, a very peculiar situation that you don't really want to place yourselves in but still it's just like you know when, when you're down so many men and you need more firepower I'm turning to Dawson Mercer who's been putting up the the numbers the past few games albeit like I said we've only played uh three games so far and I'm not trying to overhype or or you know overstate anything but I just feel as though Dawson Mercer in times like this when we're missing Miles Wood and we're missing Jack Hughes why not put him in the top six just because I feel like he would bond uh, so much uh, better with Kolkanen and Sharon Govich because it just seems like you know he has that connection with his teammates but you know maybe it's just because Lindy Ruff wanted more firepower on his bottom six so the argument could be made for both sides but I think it you know favors just him playing in the top six but that's my overall opinion that's my take and that's subjective and I will save it for tomorrow's episode when I do a pregame uh, talk before we play the Buffalo Sabres because that's going to be a little interesting because um, at the time it's recording Buffalo Sabres still have not lost and you know at the same time I know it's the Buffalo Sabres I know uh, people make jokes I know people uh, just think of what they did last year but still you know uh, it, it, they are undefeated and we unfortunately you know we tight roped out of a situation against the Kraken and we lost to the Washington Capitals and they had our numbers so I'm just saying like you know we, we're still down and out right now so we, we just need to get it together and now when we're looking at the goalie situation so you guys know that I, I'm kind of big on Scott Wedgwood like I said uh, over the summer that Scott Wedgwood kind of surprised me just because you know uh, Corey Crawford abruptly retired Mackenzie Blackwood had to go on to COVID protocol and then Scott Wedgwood was pretty much thrusted into a role that he was not prepared for and you know I felt like he held his end uh, to begin the year he completely collapsed towards the end but you know for this game it was just like Look, what what did you honestly expect from Scott Wedgwood? He's going up against the Washington Capitals. D- did you expect, like, greatness from Wedgwood? Like, I know he made a few mistakes, and, you know, I, I know it's just like, oh, uh, if Blackwood or, or Bernier were out there, they, they wouldn't let that go by him. But still, it's just like, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not going to, like, you know, go all in on Scott Wedgwood in, in this particular instance just because, once again, just put into a very – uh, unprecedented situation and then Nico Dawes being brought up was completely just a red flag for me just saying okay something's going down in our organization and unfortunately we're facing injuries right now but like I said better to do that now compare that to like um you know middle season or or late in the season when we kind of need those players so like remember when Subban and Smith went on the uh injured list I believe uh we also had a few other players go onto that list but anyway I'm getting a little off topic bottom line is when you're going against a team like the Washington Capitals you need to come out aggressive So Damon Severson actually said it best. Like after the loss, he said this sentence. He said, we weren't there from the start, unfortunately. And I totally agree with them just because, like I said, and I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, the New Jersey Devils, their effort wasn't there. And Lindy Ruff actually said the same thing because uh, Ruff expressed his disappointment in uh, their overall focus and effort. And like I said, that cannot happen against a veteran-led team of the Washington Capitals because they will take advantage of that. So I get you're down a lot of players and I get like you're put behind the eight ball, but you got to make the most out of it. And I think once they realized that it was just too little too late because the Capitals, they scored four unanswered goals. And by the time uh, Quokin got his power play goal, it was just too late. And that was the first time we were in the power play all game. So you know the Capitals play, you know, uh, discipline and also uh, the the Capitals uh 
are, are right now tops in the league in terms of just overall power play opportunities as on the other end the New Jersey Devils once again we're in the bottom tier in terms of penalty kill success so I, I believe at the start of the game we were ranked 26th in the entire league whereas the Capitals were ranked 12th in terms of uh, power play success so it's a tale of uh, two teams if you're telling me but you know I, I, the Devils did actually have a successful uh, penalty kill I believe it was either in the late first period or the second period and the Capitals were only able to get one shot off in a power play opportunity and the Devils did a good job of just you know overall uh just killing the time and that's something that we need to continue to do but like I said I'm not going to complain about specialty teams because the uh Capitals were 0 for 3 in their power play opportunities the Devils were 1 for 1 I wish that the Devils got more power play opportunities but you know I I think the refs were just a little unfair because I I was uh and Neil from Devil State of Mind actually agreed with me in this case because I was about to tweet it but he kind of beat me to it first but maybe it's because the game was over this was in the third period so maybe the referees just didn't care but they just happened to see Gearston do it so they gave him a penalty so here's the situation uh Mikey McLeod got boarded and there was no call and then Gearston is battling for the puck out in front of Vanacek and you know he he took his stick and you know he got into the back I, I forgot who it was but he got into the back of somebody it was just a little hit it wasn't anything major but you know I I, I guess the referee saw it and they called it for cross-checking and I'm just like come on man you you didn't give the Capitals a penalty when Mikey McLeod you know got boarded so why are you giving us a penalty for cross-checking I don't know it didn't make sense but overall you know just things just didn't go our way it just wasn't our game and you know the Devils just did not come out to play now they did come out to play in the second period unfortunately Vanacek was just making great saves and then um, I think Bryce Salvador said it best in the first intermission, which was the New Jersey Devils. They were just over anxious. They were uh, over committing and that actually put them out of position, which is why the Capitals were able to get some golden opportunities. So, you know, if, if you were watching the game and you watched the first intermission, Bryce Salvador broke it down perfectly and he explained why Orlov was able to get that um you know rebound goal to make it i believe it was two to nothing but you know it, it was it was it, like i said just right place right time for orlov and just bad luck for the new jersey devils and you know unfortunately you know something like that you know they, they just got over anxious they got in their own heads and they basically defeated themselves so i get it was washington capitals that's a tough team but still at the end of the day you know you, you just gotta play smarter and you just gotta clean it up a bit but you know, at the, at the end of the day, we're, we're down in the count and we're, we're, we were just missing a lot of guys. And so that's my main takeaways from the game, which was injuries just plagued us. We didn't come out aggressive. And, you know, at times we did show some signs of life. So, you know, after Kwokanen got uh, his power play goal, it seemed like the Devils were being a lot more aggressive. So at one point, BC actually had a rebound opportunity, but he missed the the, the backhanded opportunity it seemed like he didn't get full grasp of it and I was just like man if he would have gotten full grasp of that puck it's going to be a 4-2 game with ease because it was Vanacek was out of position and all all VC had to do was just tip it in but unfortunately he just he, he missed like I, I believe like 20% of the puck and that was just enough to die it out and Vanacek to see what was going on and you know unfortunately the Devils couldn't cut the lead in half so you know, something like that. They, they did show some signs of life, but it was just short-lived and it was just too little too late. Like I said, there was a point in the second period where they were just like going after Vanacek, but they just couldn't get anything by him. So 
like, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to put the blame on Scott Wedgwood. It, it, like I said, he was just put into a uh, peculiar situation, something that he's not used to, and it, it just didn't work out for, for him or the team. And hopefully we could get some of the guys back. I think uh, Lindy Ruff said that Ty Smith might be good to go for Saturday. That That's a big might, so don't don't call me on that. I will uh, see if I can get more information on that tomorrow. Um, I, I don't really have an update on Miles Wood. And overall, for the Devils, it's just like, you know, it, it just wasn't our night. And we were bound to lose one. And, you know, it wasn't matter if it was just a matter of when. And that's perfectly okay. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next game. So, you know, it, uh, just proof as to what I was saying was true in which the New Jersey Devils were getting, you know, a decent amount of shots off. Let's uh, compare the stats, shall we? So shots on goal differential, 27 to 26 in favor of the Washington Capitals. Like I said, I think uh, the second period was uh, bigger for the New Jersey Devils. It seemed like when they were down 2 nothing, they did everything in their power to try to just answer back. Uh, so the shots on goal differential uh, uh, was actually bigger in third period. So the Devils had 11 shots on goal compared to the Washington Capitals 7. In the second period, the New Jersey Devils just like they just couldn't get anything by Banachek and uh, the shots on goal uh, was actually tied in that period, seven apiece. And then the Washington Capitals uh, had 13 shots on goal compared to the Devils' eight in period number one, and that resulted in two goals. So, you know, not really a, a good thing right there. So shots on goal differential, once again, 27-26 in favor of the Capitals. Face-off percentage, 56-44 to 44 in favor of the Capitals. We already talked about the power play opportunities. Hits, 18-11 uh, to 11 in favor of the Devils. It's actually funny because they actually said this on the broadcast. They said the Devils just, yeah, they're leading uh, the Capitals in hits, but they just don't look aggressive. So that's just like... A weird thing to look at so like I said they, they they agree with me what they uh what I've been saying and uh I'm not crazy so uh like I said I repeat once again the devil's led in the hits category but yet somehow some way they just didn't look all that aggressive blocks 16 to 9 in favor of the devils like I've been talking about the last few uh games in which the devils were actually doing well in the block category uh thanks to like Heizer, Graves uh you know making their impact uh felt but unfortunately just didn't work out. And then turnovers were a big thing for the Devils. 13 to 6 in favor of the Devils in this category. And that's not a category you want to be leading in. So turnovers a big thing. And uh, like I said, Jack Hughes was able to lead the Devils in takeaways. So, you know, losing Jack Hughes in that instance is is huge. And like I said, uh, he was big in the offensive zone presence. So, uh yeah, that, 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 that's a big blow for the Devils. But um, like I said, I'm trying to take this game with a grain of salt. It's Washington Capitals down in the count. I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but everything I'm saying is true. You can't deny that. So if I had to rate this game for the New Jersey Devils, I'm going to give it a C-. So I'm going to be a little generous, which, and you know, for reasons obviously why. Uh, and hopefully they could just learn from it and just come out with more aggression against the Sabres because, like I said, Sabres are undefeated so far. So let's give the Sabres their first loss of the season and let's bring them back down to earth, shall we? So that's my mentality going into the next game. So let me know what you guys thought about the game and how would you rate the game for the Devils as for uh, today. That's all the time I have for you guys. Uh, so continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils. Thanks for listening. And we're going to be right back at it on Saturday. Thanks for listening.